Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Every Pokemon episode ever podcast is now on YouTube. Go on YouTube and search every Pokemon episode ever podcast and click that subscribe button to never miss an episode. Welcome back, everybody, to another fantastic episode of the Every Pokemon Episode Ever podcast. Woo! Good to say that again. I am one of your hosts, Wrestling Chris G. And joining me on this brand new adventure this week, he's not so young and he's not so much a kid, even though they want to put it out there 10 million times during this episode it's my good old co-host dougie fresh dougie man how you doing i'm doing good i'd like to apologize for headphone users um hopefully your eardrums will recover in time uh when we actually get the episode rolling um my 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 fabulous co-host should should know better than to woo like that um <laughs> that's a that's a that's a punk move and the the views and expressions expressed by wrestling chris g do not reflect all of the every pokemon ever the every pokemon episode ever team and i would just like that on the record going forward <laughs> i did not mean to did, did did i hurt your ears doug no i'm fine <laughs> But I'm just I'm just looking out for the people that are driving or the people that are on their on a run or something. <laughs> I just I just had Susie stop on her run. She's like, ow. <laughs> <God damn. laughs> but all right, everybody. Um, thank you for hitting that download button on a brand new adventure that we're bringing you that we um, told you about a week or so ago. This is the start of Pokemon Black and White, Doug. I'm still mad we're not doing Digimon. I don't know. <laughs> Doug's like, oh, we're doing another podcast. We're going to get ready. We're, we, we're going to do Digimon. Well, <laughs> said, no. no, more Pokemon. I said, really? <laughs> more? I don't think they want more. Yes, everybody. We're giving you more. Your weekly Tuesday episode starts Today, woohoo! <laughs> further, further pushing the <laughs> wrestling podcast down the tracking order. But yeah, um, we decided here, it, here with um, every Pokemon episode ever podcast that you fans deserve more. Um, we have a a lot of hardcore fans out there that watch more of the recent episodes of Pokemon. So we're hoping to get more of you to listen to our, our show. It's something that 
No Pokemon podcast is done yet. Not even gotta watch them all. Duh. Why? Why do you insist on name checking people? I'm not name checking anyone. I love gotta watch them all. You're you're name checking. <laughs> you're just mad because they're not responding to your email. <laughs> they're not. <laughs> I <laughs> I want to collab with them so bad. I'm just messing with. It. Yes, I I do want to collab with them. But um, I am name checking them again. I'm sure I've name checked them in the past. But um, anybody that listens to Gotta Watch Them All, um, tell them about us. Someone get in their ear. I don't know how many emails that they have out there that's circulating in in the old interweb. But yeah, they 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 have yet to respond. Maybe it's because we're more we're more of an edgy podcast, Doug. There you go. You you had this whole big thing about how we're raunchy earlier, and we're not. We're just we're we're just not like sugary sweet. Well, um, I do monitor our um, Reddit feed that we have, and I actually had this past week um, on our most recent episode that we dropped um, a ni- a nice person. Um, Posted, they said, "Oh, this podcast looks cool. Um, is this podcast for um, kids? Yeah. Um, is, is there any swearing in it?" And just, I poli- just a little bit. <laughs> so I, I politely messaged back and said, "Yes, um, there is swearing. Um, the podcast is not recommended for kids. Um, so sadly, um, no, it's not a kids podcast." And the person uh, messaged back and they actually upvoted us and said, thank you for your honesty. I'm going to listen to the podcast, but um, I just won't have my kid listen. Well, and that's just it. You know, I mean, because you hit on the key word there. It's not recommended. Yes. Far be it for us to tell you the audience what, what to have your kids listen to. Exactly. That's on you. If you can put your kids to bed at night and say, you know what, they probably listen to me and my and my partner curse a, a fair amount, they'll be fine. By all means, every 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 click matters, you know. Oh, absolutely. Like I, I was I was the ten year old boy that they used to watch South Park on on a on a weekly basis. I was introduced to South Park. Actually, I was introduced to South Park at the age of seven, and I, I can tell you when. Um, <laughs> my mom used to work at a call center. I had just gotten my tonsils taken out and my mom's coworker gave her a VHS tape. Yes. A, a VHS tape. People don't know what it is. Google it. Um, <laughs> and gave her a tape that, that had about like four to five hours of South park on the VHS. But yes. Um, so as I laid in bed, um, on my grandma's bed because that's where I was to recover um, before going up to my other grandmother's house in Wisconsin um, to finish my recovery. Um, yeah, I watched South Park for the first time. So completely off whatever, but whatever, we're already off tangent. Um, tonsil surgery, is that ice cream stuff bunk or is it like legitimate? 
Um, like, yeah, so they yeah. give you ice cream, but then you probably don't want to eat it is probably the catch. Oh, no. That ice cream on the throat was fire. Because from what I remember, so this was what? Um, 20... Let me let me do let me do 23, 24 years because I'm I'm thirty one now. Oh damn! If you're gonna do math, we can we can go. Yeah. Hey, 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 math was my best subject, fucker. <laughs> um, so yes, um the the ice cream on the throat was really really good. I I had a lot of that, but I was I I didn't want too much ice right. cream. Um, because it, it, it sucks because you can't eat whole foods for at least a week, maybe two weeks, and you have to rely on liquids. Well, after like three or four days after smelling my grandmother's cooking every single night and that and knowing I could not eat it just made me upset. It made me <laughs> mad. <laughs> so a- after a couple days. I tried eating some whole food and then I would, I would try and it it would, well, I don't want, I don't want to put too many like bad images in your head. Yeah, Let's not um, bombard (laughs) people because they're listening to this possibly first thing in the morning. Yes. So, uh, or, or possibly, or, or possibly as they're drifting off to sleep. So let's not. Yes. So, I mean, it just didn't end well. You're uh, telling me you're telling me young wrestling Chris G was stubborn. Oh, I was very stubborn. No, I don't believe it. <laughs> but um yeah, the the adventures of losing my tonsils at a young age. But um outside of that, um I did watch a lot of raunchy TV as a as a child, but I chopped that up to I was born in the 90s. Nobody gave up fuck back then i even probably in the 80s and the 70s nobody gave a fuck about what people watched until like nowadays now you can't put anything you have to be pc ready um when you're when you're out there and i'm 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 not gonna be politically correct all the time and I'm just, I'm just not going to be. Um, I, I, I'm part of the culture where we speak our mind, and if someone doesn't like what you're saying, okay, fuck it. You, no, you, have, yeah. you, you, you have your own opinion. They, but just, I, leave, they just leave gnarly um, comments <laughs> on review forms. <laughs> Still feeling a little salty on that. No, because it's bullshit. I mean, and I'm not going to go into this. If you know, you know. <laughs> and I stand by it. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all for freedom of speech, everybody, and all that. So you're not going to hurt my feelings. Unless I say something and it gets edited out the podcast. <laughs> Which happens periodically. Yeah. <laughs> you had no idea, Doug. Until you slipped up and said something. You're like, wait a minute, you're censoring me? Well, I censor myself sometimes, too. Doug. Yeah, let's let's not have us dig through our old archives and find some of your stuff. <laughs> you can't. It's all been taken down. <laughs> but um, all right, everybody, you 
um, tuned in to listen to a Pokemon podcast. So that's what we're going to give you, everybody. This is, this is the this is the part of the show where I <coughs> tune out. Oh, shut up. <laughs> no, I do. I listen to the beginning to see if we're actually funny or if it's just in my head in the moment. And then once we get into the episode, I tune out. Oh, oh! So you actually listen to a few of our your 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 a couple of our clicks, Doug, per week. Yeah. Oh, look at you. Well, All if, right. If for no other reason than to make sure the audio sounds fine. Yeah, I just went back and um, re-edited our old music in because we got a little bit of hate fan mail um, previously when I switched up the music. And <laughs> they're like, that's not Pokemon. Ah, people are just <laughs> looking for something to complain about. <laughs> so I, I, I put us back on our regular music for your ears to enjoy. But um, all right, everybody. Um, but you tuned in to listen to a Pokemon podcast, and today's episode is season 14, episode one. Um, in Japan, this is episode 660, and here in America, it is episode 654. Um, today's episode is called In the Shadow of Zakram, or translated from Japanese, to the Ishu region, Zakram's shadow. That's far too long. It, well, <laughs> get used to it, because uh, wait until we hit episode six hundred and sixty-seven. <laughs> that 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 one's a honker. Um, today's episode premiered in both um, Japan. Well, this one and next week's episode um, premiered in Japan. On September 23rd, 2010, and um, here in the States, um, this week and next week's episode premiered in out here in the United States on February 12th, 2011. So, of course, we're going with the U.S. date of February 12th, and Doug, this week, you are going first, my friend. I'm going first, and mine requires a bit of explanation. Okay. So strap in, get comfortable, take a knee, whatever you got to do. Um, so the War of the Worlds was a radio broadcast from H.G. Wells that originally premiered in 1938. Okay. Um, the actual date is, I mean, it was, it was Halloween of, of that year. And it was this whole big thing because it was presented as a as a straight like radio announcement. Like so, people were tuning in and hearing this. They were thinking that you know shit was legitimately going down, you know, and like people were panicking and you know going into bunkers and you know unfortunately some people like were jumping out of windows and shit. Like it was going down. Oh, and okay. Like, to the point where, like, H.G. Wells had to be, like, putting out, you know, announcements saying that this was a piece of fiction, this was, you know, here's here's the cast of actors, you know, this is this was a play. But, you know, people, you know, I mean, like, you could do this now, and people would be, you'd be able to follow it on Twitter, and you go, oh, this is something somebody's doing, this is, this is, you know, Jeff's just going on a play, or whatever the fuck. You know, that's cool, let's tune in. But, you know, this was presented as, as straight, you know, 
in in 38 so people were panicking well that didn't the initial outcry and outrage didn't stop it from being rebroadcast and in 1949 on on uh, February 12th this was rebroadcast in Ecuador and Despite the fact that it was happening 11 years after the initial release, now granted, you you know, there's no internet, so it's not like you can go and say, oh, this is that thing from 38, and I apologize if anybody can hear any more squeaking. (laughs) Um, Your dog is having a ball today. No, it's a chicken. Um... But uh, I can't do anything. The door is closed. Um, so people couldn't say, oh, this is that thing from America that happened in 1938. This is just that's that play again. So it was rebroadcast in Spanish, and the same panic happened. And I'm trying to get specifics. Um, there was riots, and... Um, seven deaths and um, people were blaming the local newspaper in the town for for spreading the hysteria and yeah so War of the Worlds has some staying power. Alright Doug well thank you. Thank you for your education because mine's a lot shorter than yours. Because mine's straight into the point. <laughs> Mine happened in 1964. And this was um, the Beatles' first ever New York City concerts. Um, two shows at Car- um, um, Carnegie Hall. Carne- Carnegie. Carnegie Hall. Carnegie, Car- Hall. Carnegie Hall. My bad. My bad. I knew I was going to say it wrong. But yeah, at Carnegie Hall in New York City. So yeah, um, big moment, big concert. Um, I I should have done a little bit more digging, but I could I can't find if they actually sold out those shows. But I'm almost a hundred percent that they did because that's the fucking Beatles, man. I was gonna say I'm sure they did because it was this is the height of Beatlemania. This you know they're over in America for the first time. You know the music's on the radio, obviously. Um, you know, radio is not what it is today. Well, I mean, what is radio today? But that's a whole nother discussion. But it's not like it's not like today where you can you can basically have you know a la carte music. So like, if you like you know if you like the Beatles, you're specifically getting Beatles. But the Beatles were like the thing. So like, you were getting a new Beatles song is out. You're getting it. Almost, you know, as soon as possible, you know. Yes. And, you know, when they were on Ed Ed Sullivan, you know, you just, you know, you can look that up on YouTube right now. They come out and just, just, ah, you know, and I'm I'm not going to do it because I'm cognizant of headphone use. You you just did it. Shut up. (laughs) Doug turned into a fangirl. (laughs) <laughs> whatever what i do in a privacy in my own home on a sunday night is my own business 
<laughs> and I will thank you not to be airing my dirty laundry. <laughs> so, all right. Like I said, mine was short, sweet, and to the point. And that's all I have to say on that this week because there's nothing else to say because right. we, we've honestly talked way more than enough about the Beatles and the previous year that you can go back and listen to any of our other history dates if you want to learn more about the Beatles. So find those episodes, people, because I don't know which ones they were. <laughs> so you ready? I feel like it was just a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> probably. <laughs> Honestly, probably. Well, because you did it was you did the cartoon, and that was a couple weeks ago, if not last week. Yeah, we did the cartoon. We did hit songs that they've premiered on the radio. We we've done we've done probably just as much Beatles on this podcast as we've as I have brought up Star Wars. Or yeah, or, 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 or it's really close. Yeah, or Howard Stern. <laughs> that we brought up a, a couple of times as well, too. So, all right. So, you ready to jump on in, Doug? Definitely. All right, everybody. In the shadow of Zekrom. Zekrom is one of the legendary Pokemon. For those that are not um, fully caught up on the Pokemon series, everybody. But... We start this week's episode with a nice little like animation of of Zekrom um, basically flashing across the screen, and the narrator brings us in as if we're brand new to watching Pokemon. And this is what I liked, and this is why because we, me and you, we did a little bit of digging, Doug, um, to try to find out what would be the perfect spot to jump into a later episode of Pokemon without having to backtrack too much. And this one, um, th this easily could have been the very first episode of Pokemon if it wasn't for the early episodes. That, that is how much they um, stopped and introduced everything at the beginning of this episode. Yeah, I mean, so if you were looking for a for a clean entry point and you wanted to go a little bit further than the originals, you know, you, you had pretty much an open invitation here, I would say. Yes. Oh, we start this week's episode with a view of the world going all the way down to Kanto. And we're looking at Ash's little tiny home. He has a very small house. Like this house looks tiny. I feel like this is mo this would be more like in step with the video game because his house is kind of tiny in the video game. So maybe they like let's make it tiny. Yeah, but I mean, you you get a real good view of this house, and I feel like the house was bigger in the early episodes. And may maybe I'm mistaken, everybody, but I I kind of feel like the house was bigger, and then they. They they moved to like the house two doors down to since Ash is gone all the time. I don't know. <laughs> but Ash is at the beginning of this, you see him putting on his brand new black gloves. He's zippering up his zipper. Pikachu is jumping Wait off a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? He what's he doing? He's zippering up his jacket. That's not what you said. 
What did I say? You said he's zippering up his zipper. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Podcasting for a living. Um, yes, he Ash is zippering up his his new jacket. He has on um some brand new black pants. Um, which is going to be his outfit for this upcoming season of Pokemon. And he is introducing his brand new hat. Which he almost forgets. Yes, he he walks out of the room without it. And he looks right over at Pikachu and he's like, Pikachu, are you psyched? And he's getting ready to walk out because he's getting ready to go on a nice vacation, Doug. Yes, um, so it's, it's a bit of a weird circumstance because we're being introduced to, you know, this this ten year old kid who's been ten years old for twenty years. I mean, it's Simpsons syndrome. Um, yeah, and yeah say, I thought that was really weird, Doug. And you say, "Oh, he's getting ready to go on a vacation." No, he's getting ready to go on vacation, and you're sitting there as potentially as a new viewer going, "Vacation from what?" <laughs> <laughs> But um, yeah, he's he's about to go on vacation with his mother, and soon we find out Professor Oak is here, and and I'm I'm gonna have you because you 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 made me laugh with the way that you kind of describe Professor Oak. But Professor Oak was he he's ready to go. He 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 has no care in the world for anything, Doug. Yeah, no, he is he is completely in vacation mode. He um taking a taking a skip ahead he is he's got he's got shades on he's got a visor on he's got a hawaiian shirt with pineapples on it he's just this is just he's in complete chill mode <laughs> and he 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 had enough nerve because ash ash looked at him and he was like why are you dressed like that and Professor Oak says, he's like, well, in between my studies is my time, and I'm going to go out here and just have a whole bunch of fun. I'm I'm ready for a vacation. So I, I would have to think that tr- um, Tracy, who's still at um, his office, is taking over all of his ventures while he's gone on this trip. Yeah, I would I would say that's a pretty pretty safe bet i mean you gotta leave somebody in charge and it's not gonna be you know ashes muck or anything (laughs) so they're getting ready to go over to the univa region which is what they have repeated about 10 times um from from the jump start of this already and we're only a minute into the episode but as soon as ash and pikachu Get ready, and they hop into the car. We got a brand new theme song, Doug. Oh wait, uh, no, we don't. No, we no, don't. We, no, we no, don't. We don't. No, we don't. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, everybody. I'm so used to um, the theme song popping up now as soon as something like that happens. But we actually shoot right over to Team Rocket. Doug, do you want to go over what's happening inside of this um, really dark room with Jesse James, Meowth, and Giovanni? So Giovanni is kind of. You know, I want to say that he's kind of getting read the right. The team Rocket's kind of getting read the right act, but not really. It's basically like Team Rocket is stating the the Rocket Corp like mission statement back to Giovanni, and like 
they're hyper aware that this might be somebody's first episode. And so they want to establish, you know, from jump that these three in the, in the black getups are the bad guys. Yes. And, you know, kind of what they're about. And, you know, Jesse James and Meowth have probably heard this speech so many times. They basically have it memorized and they're basically repeating it. it Exactly. And like, they're not skipping a beat and, you know, Giovanni is this big looming figure and, you know, obviously coming fresh off of the movie where we're basically introduced to him for the first time after him being a figure in the shadows for the first, you know, couple of seasons. It's like, oh, so Giovanni's just out on Front Street. Yes. So, um, Giovanni is explaining to um, Team Rockwell, Jesse James and Meow, <clears throat> that they are on the hunt for a brand new powerful Pokemon and that they are going to go over to the Univer region. And he flashes a picture of the map. Now, I want to ask you because my first impression of this map, um, like when you look at it, does it not look like? like a monster like it has a head a mouth and like arms on the side like the way that they built this map like it it, it just looks a little funky to me that does it not to you yeah and i mean that that could be you know because you said something because i mean you know like looking at it i can see what you're saying but you know that could just be like i say because you said something but gotcha. you're not wrong Okay. Because it does kind of have that look to it if you're just kind of taking a quick glance at it. But yes, uh, Giovanni is telling Team Rocket after they recite everything, um, you're going to the Unova region. We are in research or um, for a legendary Pokemon <coughs> that is out there. Ooh, bless you. you. And, and we are um, very close to retrieving this Pokemon. And Team and Jesse and James are just looking on to this map and they're like, okay. And he, he's saying that he's going to be sending, um, sending them out there to do um, some research and to help team rocket acquire what they need while they're out there to get this legendary Pokemon. So right now they're setting the stage, Doug. So we, we, we have no idea what they're, trying to acquire um i mean we know that they're looking to get the legendary pokemon but we don't know what they have to do yet um where we're gonna find this out as soon as jesse and james get out there and, well, and and what they're gonna have to do right but i'm sure you know unless you take for granted that it might be somebody's first episode you're probably at least somewhat aware of what Team Rocket's all about. Oh, yes. So Stealing like, Pokemon. Right. And he, I mean, they even say so in the little motto there. Yes. Stealing Pokemon so they can take over the world. So that, that, that is what Team Rocket wants to do. Man, it, it must suck being in Team Rocket. But it seems like a lot of the people that are in Team Rocket get treated pretty well. Except for those 
particular three. Yes, besides them that ran up a big debt. <laughs> so, but um, but yeah, um, he flashes the map off the screen, tells Team Rocket that they're going to be going to the Unova region undercover. And that basically they cannot be seen as Team Rocket. Um, they have a new getup as well. They they have brand new black outfits uh, that they are introducing in this season. Yeah, because they got to hit you right over the head with the fact these are the bad guys. <laughs> yes. And, okay, but my thing is freaking um, Jesse and James – it's the exact same outfits that they've had for 14 seasons. It's just a different color now. Well, you know, sometimes color makes all the difference. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> so after um, Jesse and James agree to go out there, they're like, yes, sir, Giovanni, sir. Um, he flashes the screen off, and we can actually get a close-up of Giovanni Pershing comes up. And starts rubbing up against Giovanni. And let's see. Um, Giovanni gets word from his secretary that they have received reports of an unidentified team that is out in the Unova region as well, Doug. Why did you think he's uh, that was her se- his secretary? Um, I mean, she's the front front hand woman inside of his office. That's sexist. That is not sexist. That's a little sexist. <laughs> I mean, she she she's right there as soon as the video is off, and and the person that's reporting firsthand to Giovanni of any trouble that might be coming coming along. Hey, I'm not telling you how to live your life, bro. I'm just saying. So. So all right, Doug. Um, Giovanni. Um, he's not worried um, from this, and he tells his secretary that once um, Jesse James and Meowth gets out there and start operating, that um, he believes everything will start going as smooth as possible. And he says that it, it is now a matter of time before they get their legendary Pokemon. And then we go straight from that to the shot of a boat that looks like it's well a boat that's an airplane because it's 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 clearly sailing and it's taking off from the water Doug. gotta keep you on your toes yeah and then we find out that um team rocket is in said um ship plane boat thing and then we find out that ash oak and his mom are on the same ship and we get a little bit more uh, general information about the Unova region and Ash is kind of hitting the points that we would hit as a viewer like oh boy we're going to get to see new Pokemon that we haven't seen in the Kanto and you know all this stuff and Ash is practically salivating at the prospect of you know, seeing new Pokemon and going on new adventures. Yes. And then we get a, a shot of Ash and Pikachu looking out the window. And then three we minutes the into the episode, we get the theme song. Yeah. Yes. 
And <clears throat> you you said yourself, um, this th- this theme song is kind of a pass. I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's a little catchy tune. Um, they're like, it's fun and black and white, blah, blah. and they it's it's kind of a weird animation too, because it's it's not quite 3D yet. Um, when it comes to the theme song, but the drawings are drawn in a way to make it 3D, I guess you can say. Right, Doug? I don't know. I skipped it. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the theme song is only about 30 seconds. I literally skipped ahead 30 seconds, and I got In the Shadow of Zekrom as the title screen. So we go straight from that to where back in the air and Ash and Pikachu are looking out the window and they are arriving at the Unova region. Yeah, so we see um, they're flying over the water and, you know, we get, you know, Oak says, oh, that's the Unova region. And we all, as viewers, say, no shit. <laughs> um, the pilot's making his announcements. We We make a... We make a smooth landing on the water. Um, they can't have these things in real life, do they? Do are, are there really airplanes like that? Well, <laughs> one time and they made a movie about it, um, but that wasn't on purpose. Um, no, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. I, I I thought so. I was like, there ain't no way that there's an airplane that's like this. I mean, I know that this episode. Um, dates all the way back to what what year was it? 2010, and we're in 2021 right now, 11 years later. But there's, but um, maybe I'll look it up. Um, something tells me someone's invented a damn airplane that goes on water. I mean, and, you wouldn't think it would be that difficult, and I'm sure there's some out there, but it's not like, oh, I'm gonna take the United Aqua Jet, you know. <laughs> I'm Googling it right now. Airplane on water. Well, so while Chris is getting sucked down that rabbit hole, <laughs> we land, and Ash is a, is a ball full of energy. Seaplanes, yes. Sorry. He, um, they go, they start to go, and Pikachu is stopped by something off in the distance. Goes the complete opposite direction. Yes. And we see a storm approaching in the distance. But then we see a fish Pokemon that Ash is completely mesmerized by because he's an idiot. <laughs> and we don't know what that Pokemon is yet. Um, Actually, I have that Pokemon in Pokemon Go. I, I should know, but... As of right now, we don't know what that Pokemon is as of right now. But then after Ash goes running after the new Pokemon and Pikachu starts running towards the water where the storm is, we get a glimpse of Team Rocket um, in their undercover getup. And right now they are in full-blown, well, it looks like um, James is in like a gray, grayish blue bodysuit and Jesse is in a purple bodysuit with um, both of them wearing hats and both of them wearing sunglasses. And then as they're standing there, 
Pikachu is captured by some kind of mechanical cage to Hickey. Yeah, it was that was a weird little machine. It it's like it's like a bunch of bars. It starts off as one bar and it sprouts out like eight different bars, wraps around Pikachu, and Pikachu just goes nah. <laughs> so it's safe to say that the the Team Rocket um, gadget budget has gone up, I would say, because I feel like in the first couple seasons it'd be like a, a rubber balloon or something. Yes. And, you know, at least Ash knows Team Rocket when he sees him. I mean, you would hope so, but again, the kid's been 10 for 20 years, so who knows at this point. <laughs> But he tells Pikachu to use Thunderbolt while inside of this cage. And Meowth opens up like this little tiny compartment on the device that he's carrying, which completely deflects the electricity everywhere else but at him. And how does it still not hit Jesse and James? Yeah, no, it would, especially because it's, it's sent off in all different directions. It would still get them. Yeah. For real, but they they say that um, that the electricity is getting blocked, um, and that they, that Pikachu cannot sit there and fry them. But as this is going on, the storm that we were talking about for the past couple minutes now is getting bigger, and it's now covering almost all of the Unova region. Well, I wouldn't say all of it, but um, the majority of the part that. Um, Ash and the gang just flew into and it's got crackling lightning and it's swirling around as if it's about to form a tornado. And this causes concern for Ash's mom and Professor Oak, um, who are inside checking, checking their baggage in and they turn around. They're like, well, what is that? Doug. And basically as they turn around, the center of the storm opens up and a big swath of like blue lightning comes down and strikes everything. Um, completely breaks Pikachu out of that cage. Um, knocks Ash on his back. Um, knocks Team Rocket, um, you know, every which way. And, you know, Pikachu's standing there, and you can tell the Pikachu's kind of catching the brunt of things. Yeah. Um, possibly Pikachu's because it's an electric-type Pokemon. But they're, they're now surrounded by what looks like electricity all around them, but we don't know what this is. It looks like they're now, like, in the center of, I'm going to call it the Blue Tornado. Because it's formed all around them. Nobody else, they can't see out of it and nobody can see in it. So they're in the middle of whatever is going on right now. And they can still see the clear white um, patch that's in the middle um, that's forming this like little blue tornado. And Pikachu looks up kind of frazzled and does thunder straight into the... Uh, straight into the uh, middle of the cloud 
And that's when we get introduced to Zekrom. We get a figure of Zekrom in the middle of this big blue tornado. And Ash is looking up and he's like, a Pokemon. You know, like he hasn't lived his whole life seeing Pokemon, for goodness sake. Yeah. I just, well, like, he, he, you know, he got mesmerized by a fish. It's like you knew you were going to see different Pokemon. Yes. So, I mean, uh, he, he, he gets like this at the beginning of everything. He's like, oh, what's that? Oh, what's that? Oh, that's so cool. So, yeah. And then we have um, one of our new main characters peek her head up. We're not going to give her name as of yet, but she picks her head up and she has the Pokemon Axu um, that's right next to her. And they're both looking at the storm from afar. And she jumps out of a tree and grabs onto a vine and goes swinging down towards the ground. And then we're returned back to the center of the storm where Ash's mom is going to go out in the storm foolishly and check on her son. And then we get another close-up of the legendary Pokemon in the clouds. Zachrom. And then there's another blast, and then the storm completely disappears. Yes, and it doesn't disappear though, like without jolting Ash back. Like this, this creature Pokemon just flies off at the speed of light, at the speed of lightning. And oh, just, oh, stop it! He did though. Oh, <laughs> and he's gone, and it's now a, a clear blue sky um, that they came into. Very nice weather and everything. But that at at that time basically pushed Ash back and now all of the systems and everything that was going berserk um, a second ago are all now back online. And uh, Pikachu recovers and everything seems to be well and, you know, Pikachu seems to be chipper and then all of a sudden there's a little bit of unintentional um, electric discharge from Pikachu's cheeks and everybody's phased for like a second and then Pikachu gets back on Ash's shoulder like nothing happened. Yes. So, and it's at this time that Professor Oak and um, Ash's mom um, run over and um, come and check up on Ash and they're like, hey, are you okay? And Ash is like, yeah, never better. Like, you just got hit by fucking lightning, little kid. And yeah, he got it in the first episode of the whole show. He's probably that, used to it at this point. That's freaking Zekrom, though. Like, Zekrom freaking shocked the mess out of them. And so. lightning's lightning. <laughs> so... But um, Ash's mom looks up and basically alludes to the fact that that was a very weird cloud and very unusual. And Professor Roke then agrees. He's like, yeah, that definitely was very, very weird. And um, all, all Professor Roke is basically stating is all they saw was a flash. So Ash was in the middle of this. And he kind of he's he's thinking like what 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 do you mean just a flash? Uh, but he was in the middle of this, so he saw a lot more. So 
again, people could not see into this little blue tornado um, as much as Ash could see out of it. Which, you know, makes sense. And it also kind of plays on the whole, you know, he's just a kid. He, you know, he might be exaggerating. You know, Pikachu obviously saw the same thing, but Pikachu can't communicate as well. So it's kind of like Ash might be a little um, overstimulated, you know. Yes. So um, Ash then states that he saw a Pokemon in the middle of the um, blue tornado and Professor Oak sits there and he's like, hmm. Well, all we could see was the cloud. And Ash turns around and he's like, that's weird. What kind of Pokemon was that? So it's at this time now that we get Professor Juniper, who is uh, basically the professor of this island. It's this island's version of Professor Oak. Right, right. So Oak is immediately familiar with Juniper and... <clears throat> makes makes the introductions to Ash's mom and Ash and you know she's happy and chipper and they're uh they're taking a trip in a jeep to um Juniper's lab and you get some flashes of some new pokemon and you get a pink deerling um, everybody who's familiar with uh, Deerling. We get uh, a flock of P-Dubs flying overhead. Yes. Um, we see um, <clears throat> pack of gophers, which, you know, help. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what, what are... Um, I, I forgot what those are called. Those are um, the Unova Regions um, version of Rat Attack. Give me one second and I will. I think it's called Pat Rat, but give me one moment. I will have that Pokemon down is if you want to continue. Doug. So as they're as they're driving, um, Pikachu has another little um, episode of um, unwanted um, kind of lightning surge and. Juniper doesn't seem to be too concerned. She says, oh, once we get back to my lab, we can we can take a look at Pikachu. And Ash is like, that'd be great. And then, um, yeah. Let's see. Here we go. Here we go. It um, That Pokemon, yeah, Pat Rat. Perfect. There you go. Okay. And then we get the, the obvious explanation that Kanto region, the Kanto region Pokemon are very rare in the Unipa region, so they're not as familiar with Pikachu. Pikachu, and we'll see it, uh, later on that Meowth is made to be a big deal and all this stuff. Yes, and then this is where we get the Who's That Pokemon, and this week's Pokemon is Pidove, which again. They're an episode ahead of them, so. <laughs> I told you it's it's not gonna it's not gonna change, Doug. Well, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, and you say, well, we but we just saw P Dove. Well, fine, but yeah, I don't know. I was about to say, technically, P Dove is in this episode. 
Right, but he's he's a focal point of the uh, next one. Yes, and um, Pedov, everybody um, that is listening to this and not familiar, that is um, the Unova's um, version of a Pidgey uh, from the Kanto region. Thought you were going to say Spearow, and I was going to hit you. (laughs) No, but uh, we we finally make it back into into town and we're back at um doc um uh, professor i was about to say dr juniper uh, professor well, she might be a doctor <laughs> um professor juniper's um office yeah. where they have um pikachu hooked up to an electrode system and it looks like pikachu basically just ha- is uh she, she has too much electricity and and uh I was about to say she. He has too much electricity in his body. And but um, in a roundabout way Ash kind of jumps to the conclusion that he's fine and Pikachu's ready to leave but then Juniper's like well I've still got some tests that I'd like to run and Pikachu's like fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, she wants to run these tests because, again, Pikachu is a rare Pokemon, right. and she she doesn't have the opportunity to run these type of tests very often. I mean, but you would think, as um, being a professor and the way that people can transport their Pokeballs and everything everywhere, that Professor Oak and her and all of the professors of the different regions can send over different Pokemon to be studied in different regions. Well, and, right. But I mean, maybe, maybe maybe I'm thinking too far ahead. Maybe maybe I'm getting yelled at by the person by Sammy driving his car. Like they do that in a couple weeks. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know this yet because I'm watching this with fresh eyes, everybody. So it's um, uh, Professor Jennifer's uh, assistant comes into the lab and says, "There's a there's a new trainer in the lobby." Uh, getting ready to start their journey, and Ash is excited because he's oh I get get to see some starter Pokemon, and then we go out to the lobby and we see Vincent Von Douchebag. <laughs> Dude, he okay. I I I take back everything that I said about Gary being a douche and how Ash can be um kind of a douche a little bit as well. But um, this guy takes it to a whole nother level. He's just, he's, he's got this blondish kind of bowl cut mullet thing. And he's taking pictures with his little, looks like a camera, little, it's not a phone. I mean, it's a legitimate, like a one shot camera thing. And he's just like, you can, you can tell he's already kind of over everything and, (laughs) Um, the guy's name is Trip, and so Professor Juniper, the lab assistant, and Ash come walking out of the, down this hallway, and the assistant is pushing the tray with the three Pokemon, and the guy's like, I'm ready to start my Pokemon journey, and you've got the whole spiel about waiting your whole life, and you're ten, and Ash what? is over eager and immediately gets shut down by this guy. And yeah, Trip, he, 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 
Ash is basically like, he's like, nice to meet you. He's like, I bet you stayed up all night um, wait, waiting um, to get your very first Pokemon. And Trip is looking at him. He's like, Ash from the Kanto region? And then he laughs. And Ash is like, what's so funny? It- Ash, Ash needed to take a step back here. He was, he was way too over-eager. This was well, this well, whole scene was cringe. Yeah, so uh, the trip he's like I knew um um you were from the boonies as soon as I saw you. I was like, "Ooh, boonies." I was like, "All right now." <laughs> Taking shots at Ash already. Well, he and, he does kind of look boonish. He's, he's got his little hat, his his jacket and Hey, his, hard sneakers. Hey, his mom makes his outfits for him. I didn't say anything. I'm just saying. <laughs> Looks a little try hard. So, uh, basically, then, what's up? I was going to say, and then we get the roll call of the three starter Pokemon. Trip has the opportunity to pick from. Yes. The first Pokemon is the fire type Pokemon, Tepeg. And it comes out of a little Pokeball, and it's a little cute little pig, and it fortunately it's got allergies, apparently. Yeah, and, and just sneezes, and out comes fire, and Ash is like, oh, that that's your fire-type Pokemon. And then, and then we get the water-type, and it's Oshawa? Oshawa. 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 Yes. Gotcha. And Oshawott comes out and just looking all sorts of cute. And, but this one, it gets infatuated with Ash. And that that's a key point. Just like completely gushes over Ash. And then we get the um, grass type Pokemon, Snivy. Snivy. And Snivy just comes out of the Pokeball just immediately is better than everybody in the room and it's <laughs> hands on hip <laughs> just completely just posing and just snootier and all get out and and trip he he he's just ready he he he's looking over and he's examining these pokemon and he's like he's like i already know which one he's like it's clear as day which one's the best out of all of them i'm going to pick snivy and I think everybody and their mother could have predicted that because they basically look alike. Um, and and freaking Oshawott was stunned that he was not picked by Trip. Like he's like, wait a minute, wait what? And they they draw him like a black and white shell of its own self, and Oshawott's just like. You didn't. You think Snivy is better than me? Oshawa literally fainted (laughs) out of shock. (laughs) He was he was he was shocked, but um, he um, 
Professor Juniper then um, takes the new Pokédex, which um, we find out can be used as a cell phone as well. She made that perfectly clear. She said, here's your new phone and Pokédex. Which is fine or fair, because at this point it probably should be able to be a, a phone as much as... I mean, and the original one should have been a phone, to be fair. Yeah, for real. And then uh, Ash's mom could call him every 30 seconds if she wanted to. Ash would block that number. <laughs> Ash already doesn't call home as much as he <laughs> <laughs> as he should. I mean, Professor Oak even. I mean, uh, I mean, jumping forward in in the, I think it's this episode or the next one. But at some point in the episode, looks at Ash and is just like, "Make sure you call." <laughs> I think it's the next one. Yeah. <laughs> but um. Then um, Professor Juniper um, goes and gives um, Trip his um, first five Pokeballs, stating that he can only keep six Pokemon on him at a time, and um, gives him the sixth Pokeball, which is Snivy's. So, what what was stopping him from changing his mind at the last second and going, Oshawott? <laughs> <laughs> I choose you, Oshawott. But or 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 being a complete dick and taking two of those Pokeballs and saying, "Give me those other two too." <laughs> <laughs> he can't do that. He, he, he didn't say he couldn't. <laughs> but um, well, he can't take his Pokeballs because um, Oshawott and um, Tepig already have their own Pokeballs. That the other Pokeballs will not work on them because they're already registered. Prove it. <laughs> and we we've seen that in past episodes. I I'd still like, I'd still try it. I know you would because you're a dick. <laughs> but, so uh, Trip is already over everything, and he's walking out, and Ash chases him down for no goddamn good reason. I know, like Ash deserved everything that he got in this next scene. So. He runs over to Trip and basically tells Trip um, that he has strong Pokemon and he believes that Ash's, I mean, that Trip's Pokemon looks strong and he wants to battle his Pokemon. So Trip is looking at him. He's like, you want to battle me? You want to be my first battle? Well, all right, then. So it's at that point. That it's Pikachu versus Snivy. And Doug, do you want to go over some of this? So, Ash has a bit of overconfidence. And it's not even a bit. He's straight up overconfident. And quite frankly, he should be. Because that Pikachu should be at like level 60 at least. And, yes. you know, so it's Pikachu versus Snivy. And he goes to use... Um, some kind of electric tackle. Uh, bolt tackle. Bolt tackle. Yes. And so, and Pikachu can't use it. He can't. So Ash is like, oh, that's <clears throat> that's unfortunate. And he goes, well, because obviously it harkens back to the to the storm that we had a couple minutes ago. Yes. Well, we don't 100% know that, but we're we're kind of we're kind of alluding to that. Yeah, that's the word. So, Thank you. Alluding to it. Yeah. So, we are <clears throat> they're they're having this battle and Trip is taking photos of Snivy. 
and Ash is all weirded out at this well, point. Well, he's, he's taking like, pictures of Pikachu too, which is yeah. the real problem. And Ash is like, "Why? Why do you keep um, taking pictures of Pokemon?" And he's like, "This is Snivy's first uh, Pokemon battle. Pikachu is a rare Pokemon out here, and we don't get to see many Pikachu's." And as he's explaining himself, we get a close up of behind a tree, and we see Oshawott um, looking looking at the battle from a distance. Which yeah. I, I which where the hell was Professor? Uh, oh, I her her name just uh, Juniper. Where, where where is Professor Juniper um, when it came to recalling these Pokemon after Trip po- picked his first Pokemon? Hey, she's got a whole lab to look after. I don't she, care. She can't be. <laughs> what? She can't be looking after the Pokemon, Doug? She can't be looking after one Pokemon in particular. I mean, she's got she's got so many duties. I guess. I mean, if you wanted to get uh, particular, yeah, I guess you could say, well, she could have sent her um, assistant, but. I mean, you're but, not wrong. I mean, yeah. I mean, there, there, there's a lot of things, but all right. But that, we're we're getting ready to get into this battle. So, um, actually, the 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 first move that um, Pikachu was using was again, um, um, tackle. It was a tackle move, um, which was oh uh, yes, it was quick attack, and that one hit. That so was a night. Yes. So Snivy got hit, but Snivy is a is a tough SOB. And um Trip tells um Snivy to go and use its tackle and Pikachu dodges it like vigorously. Like is it me or you um Doug but um shouldn't Pikachu easily like just with a tackle and this Snivy being such a low level um, sh- shouldn't this have been the easiest battle for Pikachu? Because Pikachu has been in tournaments. Well, and that was going to be my next question. Um, aside from it being an easy battle for Pikachu, uh, when you get your Pokemon in the game, your first Pokemon, it's what, level? Level five? five? Yeah, yep. five, okay. Yeah, so level yeah, five. This should have been a one tackle and done. Because, like I say, this Pikachu... <sighs> It's hard to quantify, but it's probably at least 60. Yes. Easily. If not much further, because like you said, it's been in tournaments, it's been... It knows so many different attacks that that you can't learn as a baby Pikachu or Pichu or Pikachu. Right, and I mean, um, when Trip put out um, his Pokédex to, to scan Pikachu, it did note... Um, that Pikachu was the evolved form of Pichu, which obviously is not a thing when we revert back to our current timeline. Um, yes, because Pichu has not been introduced into Pokemon, and we we don't have baby Pokemon as of yet. Like when <clears> the epi- <throat> the the episode with Pikachu and all the other Pikachu's, the baby um, Pikachu's were strictly just baby. Pikachu's like right. they're just tiny, but um, later on in the series, we find out that different Pokemon have different sizes, 
um, just like Ash's Krabby was like three times smaller than Gary's Krabby. Gary had a had a huge Krabby um, that had not yet evolved yet, but Ash's Krabby was just a little tiny little pipsqueak. Caught the uh, runt of the litter. Yes. So, all right, so back to the battle. Um, Snivy tries a second tackle, and Pikachu dodges it again. And, and this is where we ran into the issue, because um, Ash wanted Pikachu to use Thunderbolt and could not. Yes, and I, I felt for Ash. Like, I, I got irritated watching this. I was like, oh, man, Ash is trying to show off his Pokemon, and he can't. So Pikachu is like looking at looking like what the hell? I can't I can't use Thundershock. And then Snivy comes in and just ram rams him and just tackle. Boom. And Pikachu just flies back. And and Ash is like, Pikachu, Thunderbolt again. And Pikachu's trying its hardest. It's trying, it's trying, and it can't. And Pikachu is now out of out of breath, and Trip is a is a complete dick. He's like, "What is this? A battle where we're calling out moves that your Pokemon can't do? Like, what the hell?" And then Ash gets mad. He goes, "Pikachu, Iron Tail, and Iron Tail's fine." And no, it's at this point that he says bolt tackle and Pikachu just can't he, he can't do it and this is when Ash finds out that it's all only the electric attack moves. So then <clears throat> pardon me, so then he uses Iron Tail. Yes. But Snivy's able to dodge it and uses a move called Leaf Tornado that completely which, catches Ash off guard, which is I don't feel like is a level five move. I, I don't think so. Well, may, maybe it's the first. I'm, I'm going to have to play the game. I'm, I'm guessing that's probably like like in uh, Red and Blue how Bulbasaur has Vine Whip and it, it learns Vine Whip. Um, after, I think at level 7 because I think Charmander learns Ember at level 7. And that's the first move that it learns. I think in the new game, um, Leaf Tornado might be the first move that it learns. Well, right off that's the bat. all well and good, but there's no way this Snivy has been in battle long enough to gain two levels of experience. For real. But um, but this Leaf Tornado is very impressive. And <laughs> Trip, Trip basically, because Ash is like, what the hell is a Leaf Tornado? And Trip is like, oh, you don't know what this move is yet, do you? And ba- basically calling Ash a booty again. And th- this is when Snivy sends the tornado into Pikachu. Pikachu is caught off guard, gets tossed all the way up into the air, and then just gets slammed on the ground. And we find out that Snivy is actually using this tornado from the bottom of, or controlling this tornado from the bottom of its tail. And <clears throat> sends the energy completely down and just completely wrecks Pikachu into a ditch. Ash goes over and picks Pikachu up. Pikachu is out like a light. Yes. Trip is a complete ass. Calls back uh, Snivy and says, Snivy. Well, I, I would say that's a successful battle. 
And he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm glad I chose you, Snivy. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Ash goes running back to uh, Juniper's lab. Well, Trip Trip looks at him and says, I, I hope you guys train a lot better um, than what you battled here. I'm like, well, damn, like just to add insult to injury. <clears throat> and then we get. Pikachu's back on the on the table again, and we get more analysis from Juniper and Oak. Yes. And this is when we find out from Professor Juniper that um, Pikachu is experiencing electrical overload. So basically, when Pikachu got, got shocked by Zekrom, um, sent too much, way too much electricity into Pikachu... And Pikachu cannot use its electric attacks because its body is overcharging with the um, with electricity. And so we kind of get that explanation. And Ash is like, well, does that mean the Pikachu won't be able to use electric moves again? And then at that point, the storm comes back, starts interfering with the instruments and the and the devices. Yes. Pikachu's completely overwhelmed by the energy around. Yes, and it's the black cloud. The black cloud it, it it's just over um it's it's just hanging over um Professor Juniper's lab and then well it looks like it is, but then we get a glimpse back with this new character that's going to be in black and white. Um, she does not have a name yet, but then we find out this cloud is over the very first town that they're in. It's over the entire town, just striking down lightning wherever it can. And, you know, we see that Pikachu is being completely traumatized by the storm, and it's being overwhelmed by its instinct to to use lightning. And then we get this real ominous uh, speech from Juniper. Um, zooms in tight on her face, and God damn it, fucking YouTube doesn't scroll for shit. <laughs> yeah, she said, "Could this cloud be Zekrom, the legendary Pokemon?" And she she said, "Um, Zekrom is quite electric in these parts, and from within, it's thunder." Let's see. Zachrom watches over, and its and its lightning bolts are are seen to be judgment and all kind of ominous shit. The episode's on YouTube if you want to take a look. Um, <laughs> and then we get another quick glimpse of Zachrom in the clouds, and Pikachu is just completely losing control and just enveloped in electricity. And then we get the the uh, the narrator is the the the, narr- the narrator is basically um, summing up that uh, what's going to happen. Pikachu, um, Zekrom is over the city, um, ele- um, striking down lightning wherever. Pikachu is getting overwhelmed by um, the electrical charges of what's going on in this city. Will Pikachu be okay, everybody? Um, what do, What is Zekrom's plans 
um, for coming over this town. I guess you're going to have to wait until next week to find out in part two. And that's basically it. Cause then after that, we go straight to credits um, right. a- a- after the, to be continued logo. Right. Oh. So that's it. And I mean, if that doesn't make you want to keep watching, I don't know what will. I know. So <clears throat> that was it. And yes, uh, everybody, the, the airplane is called seaplanes. Just uh, so I guess it, it, it was something that was actually made in 1912 and they have updated versions today um, that people use to fly to islands, Doug, is what Google is telling me. Nah, I'll be all right. <laughs> but you know what time it is, Doug? You hear that? Yeah. It is uh, 10, uh, 10, 17. Oh, stop it. <laughs> it's time to open up a Pokemon pack, everybody. You waited until the end of this episode, or you got through the ep- this first episode with us. You don't and- know that. They could have skipped to the end. Uh, stop it. You well, don't know that. You don't know that. You cannot I know. make maybe, that assumption. Yeah, maybe like 0.01% of our audience skips to the end to find out what Pokemon we pulled. But I am holding a Pokemon trading card game sword and shield battle styles um pack in my hand right now so it's time to open up this pack and i am opening it so doug um what is going to be my energy card in this pack Um, what type of energy go with the theme of the episode say electric Okay, you're 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 one hundred percent right. It is an electric. All right, so let's go ahead and go through. This is fake. It's pre-planned. <laughs> All right, so I I have that. I do have a rapid strike energy, um, a tower of waters card, a stone journer, a salazzle. A um, Salandit, I guess I'm a, a Pachirisu, a Meowstic, an Esper. Um, I do have a Trainer uh, Reverse Hollow Turbo Patch card, and then I have a non holographic um, Corviknight V card that I pulled. So that was the rare out of this pack, and yay! Um, I mean, it's it's not the greatest pulls this week, <laughs> as you can hear from my expression. I mean, I did get a non-hollow um, Corviknight V, but I, I feel like um, my son has one of those upstairs already, so nothing new really for this week. But I did get a reverse hollow turbo patch card what is this card it says flip a coin if has attach a basic energy card from your discard pile to one of your basic pokemon that isn't a pokemon gx all right so that is what that card does everybody so what do you what do you give this first episode on your dougal meter doug uh i mean it's it's so hard to to judge the first episode especially because this was a very clear like part one, they leave you on a cliffhanger. Um, 
I'm I'm going to be a little generous and probably say about a three. Um, and it's specifically for the cliffhanger. If it wasn't for that, it'd probably be a two. Um, so yeah, really, uh, you, you would go with a two. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give this about a three and a half, um, this week only because this episode has a lot of progression. Um, they kind of throw you right out there. Um, they, it's a good start over point for people that don't want to go back and watch the originals. Um, you get introduced to some Pokemon that you've never seen before. Uh, at the beginning of this episode, you don't get their names. Um, even though we gave you a couple of their names during this episode, um, you don't get a lot of their names yet. Um, but we also get, um, introduced to Ash's rival at the beginning of this, um, episode, which is, which seems like he's going to be a key player in this, in this, um, season of Pokemon. So we're going to see where that takes us. Um, other than that, um, yeah, I'm gonna give it, I'm gonna give it about a three and a half because um, I, I saw some progression and I'm very excited to get into next week's episode. Well, there would have to be progression. It's the first episode. If they spin their wheels for the first episode, there's no incentive to come back. Exactly. So, all right. Well, do you have anything else to add for this week, Doug? I don't think so. All right. Well, with that being the case. Say goodbye, Doug. Goodbye, Doug. All right, everybody. And this is Wrestling Chris G telling all of you uh, we have a new episode coming out this upcoming Friday. Go ahead and listen to that episode later on this week. And we will see you on the flip side. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>